Hey everyone, welcome again to another devotion with Patrick and Jamie. We are again this week in the Psalms. Now the Psalms begin with the letter P, which makes them very difficult to uh, to find. Uh, Patrick, your name begins <laughs> with the letter P, but your name makes a little bit more that's, sense. <laughs> that's obvious, yeah. You know, a lot of times when I am trying to Google, you know, search a Psalm, I'll accidentally type Palm, Palm 5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's certain things I text wrong all the time. One of them is the name Doug. I always put Doig, D-O-I-G, every time. I don't know why. <laughs> Doig. Doig. It kind of makes me laugh a little bit. So now it's you know it's like not that big of a deal. Uh, I'm kind of okay yeah. with it. Hey, this is this is a good this is a good start to our psalm. We're in Psalm five, yeah. and uh, we are gonna read uh, all of it. And I'll read it. How about that, Pat? Yeah, take it away. Here we go. This is Psalm 5 for the director of music for Pipes, a Psalm of David. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, this this psalm is for pipes. What, what in the world? Like, is that for, like a pipe organ? For the pipes. When I hear that, I just think it's for your, you know, your voice, your pipes. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> voice pipes. I don't Got think it. that's what it is, actually. Uh, let, let's look it up real quick and see what the word is. Yeah, it probably could mean played on the flute, like a, like a little flute, like a pipe oh, flute like or something little, like little that. Pipe, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a word. Uh, it, yeah, it means like flute, basically, um, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Now, I love this psalm just because of the way it starts. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Help me cry or hear me cry for help. My king and my God, for you I pray. What like a a way to approach Christ on your hands and knees. Yeah. Um, I just read something else in this, which is kind of weird. Is that this word for pipes can mean... It's a technical musical term, and there's two interpretations of it that seem totally different. One means played on the flute. The other means or against sickness and disease. Those seem very different to me. <laughs> and I don't wow. know, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but um, that might be an interesting way to read this to read this as a song uh, kind of against sickness and disease. Uh, hmm, 
Never thought of that. Now, when you say that, I a specific memory comes to mind when you said pray against sickness and disease. Yeah. Of a time when I prayed over someone to rid them of sickness and disease. Mm, yeah. They like asked specifically for that prayer and I, I had to say yes. And it was approaching God, praying for someone that I didn't know to rid them of sickness and disease was um, really difficult. Uh, I had to, it was difficult because I didn't know what words to form, what words to say. So I had to trust completely that God knew what I was praying for. And that was, that stretched my faith in like a weird way and was incredibly difficult. I don't know. You said that and that's what came to mind. I, you bring up a good point because it, it, it is hard when you pray to, to know the words and to have the words to say. Because, you know, you feel like here I am talking to God. Who am I to talk to God in the first place, right? You know, and, and even if you're like an important person like David, who's a warrior and a king and, and a man after God's own heart, you know, even that, it's like, well, who are you to be able to approach the almighty God? Right. Uh, right. And in fact, people can't really approach the almighty God in the Old Testament um, and live. They said they can, but you're not going to live uh, right. because God is so holy and so perfect. But David here is approaching God in song. And I think to me, that says something. One is that, you know, the words in songs are not perfect. They don't always make the most sense. Uh, they don't always fit exactly. There, there's a little bit of artistic license that happens when you when you write a song. And so when you approach God in song, where you're singing, the emotions of the music, the emotions of your feelings, and sort of pulling all those words together, I think that that in some ways can be even more authentic and real than if you just plainly spoke uh, because you're trying to put everything into it. Now, that, that just depends on who you are. You may not be a songwriter. You may not be someone who can, who can really speak with a lot of emotion. However, there's something about really kind of laying it all out before God. And music can help people do that. That's true. Psalms can help people do that. So this particular psalm, whether it's for the pipes, uh, as most things translate it, or you know maybe there's something about sickness and disease in there too, we're going to see uh, what that is. I think now, you know, I, I like the idea of, of reading it for that, but there's a lot of sickness and, and disease that's happening in our world uh, that we can't control. And I think when that happens, people have to stop and cry to God. So this is what's happening in these first two verses, right? David's saying, listen, listen to me, God. Listen to my words. Consider my lament. Now, lament isn't a word that most people use, like, all the time. It's not a word that's super common. Um, you know, people don't say, Hey, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to go lament. Uh, you <laughs> I've know, never heard someone say yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Or like, I'm really lamenting right now. And you're like, what is, is that like some weird emo thing that people do? But, um, <laughs> another way to translate th this particular word is like sighing, like, huh, <laughs> I guess. Huh. But really, like a, a really good lament, or when people actually do lament, there's something that's okay with that because it's an honesty thing. You're yeah. being honest before the Lord. You're being honest in a way that is hopefully bringing out God to work. And so mm -hmm. it's okay to lament things. Uh, in fact, in our particular denomination right now, because we can't meet in person, 
Uh, and because of that, we can't really serve communion. Uh, it's really complicated because that's a very important thing in our faith tradition to have communion. And so um, some of the the uh, guidance that has been sent is to say, well, well, either you can do it like on your own in your own houses, and that's what our church is, has been doing, is giving people the option and the opportunity to do that on their own. The other thing that people have done is they've decided, well, maybe we use this as a season of lament. And instead of taking this, this communion, this, uh, this meal of grace uh, and, and this meal, instead of, instead of doing that, how about we use this as a time to just lament, to say, this right. is lame. This is a bummer. God, where are you? And that's okay because God can handle our honesty. I think we all have something that we can lament through this time, you know, something that has been canceled that we are maybe looking forward to seeing our friends, seeing family, attending church, taking communion. Like you said, missing youth group. There's all, there is something that we all can lament right now. Just sigh and go, you know, this would be so great, but we can't. And the cool thing is, is he's bringing it to God, right? And I think that's the best part is that the, his lament, sometimes we bring our lament and we bring him to like a chat room or we bring him to like some weird place on the internet where we're like, oh, I'm so bummed because here's my life. Or maybe we call up a friend uh, and say, oh, everything's so lame and here's why. And we think that's going to make us feel better. And to be honest, sharing your struggles with friends actually does make you feel better. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing to do. Uh, but here's what's cool is David is bringing his lament to the highest power. He's bringing it to God. Why? Because God can do something about it. And he's asking him to consider it. So he says, hear my cry for help. Verse two, my king and my God for to you, I pray. And I think this is cool. He's saying, I'm bringing this to you, God. And David at this point is the king, but he's calling God his king, which is kind of yeah. cool, right? He's yeah. recognizing who the real king is. The real king is, is God. And verse three, in the morning, Lord, I, you hear my voice in the morning. I lay my requests before you and wait, expecting, expect, expectantly. Ah, I can't say that word very well. Expectantly. That is a hard word to say. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool verse. That's like a, a reminder, you know, pray to God in the morning about how you want the day to be and yeah. then go and like live your life. And wait to see how God is at work. I love that. A lot of times. Yeah. Prayer in the morning is great. And, and, you know, God works through you every day, all day, every day, regardless if you pray in the morning, evening or what. But being able to kind of lay it out, lay out your requests before God and then wait is a cool, cool thing. And that could even be like, even at night, man, you could pray at night and say, Lord, like... You know, you can even pray about your dreams that you have at night. I know that might sound a little weird, but you could be like, Lord, uh, you know, put on my heart tonight as I dream uh, something that, you know, would be helpful for me. You know, get, give your time to God. I love it in the morning, just like like it says here, right? It's like you're planting little seeds uh, with the Lord. You know, God, help me with whatever it might be. Um, you know, yeah. maybe there's something internally. Maybe, okay, here's a good example. Maybe you are really prone to gossip about other people. I know, man, I love it when there's like a good juicy piece of gossip out there that you can like 
Juicy, that's right. That you can like uh, discuss with someone else and you just wait for that moment. You're like, oh yeah, we can talk about this. Juice it um, up. And it's like exciting and you're like, this is great. And maybe you, because I've dealt with this, maybe you are at a place where you really are struggling with that and you want to give it to God. So what do you do? First thing in the morning, lay that request. Lay that request out and expect God to work. Lay it out and say, God, help me deal with gossip. Help me to stay away from gossip and help me to put an end to it. And then as you go throughout your day, you you may remember that prayer. And I'll just be honest, you might not always have wins. You might have some losses in there too where you don't do the right thing. But at least lay it out before God in the morning and watch how God works. And and, and watch, and I like how it says wait expectantly because you're supposed to wait with the expectation that God will do something. And that is such a good place for all of us, I think, to put our heads in our hearts. We are expecting God to work. We're not expecting God to not work and and for disappointment to come. We're expecting for God to work. And 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 that's I mean, that's what faith is, is the expectation that God's gonna do something. And so uh, as we lay those requests out for God, expect them to work. And this works not just for like personal sin stuff you're going through. This could be just basic life stuff. Like maybe you're having like a hard time financially and, you know, maybe you need something fixed on your car or you need, uh, you know, a scholarship to come through so you can actually go to that school uh, that you got into or, or maybe, um, you know, you, there's a, there's a actual tangible need, lay those out, give them to the Lord and watch what he does because God works in pretty amazing ways. So moving on, verse four, for you are not a God who who is pleased with wickedness. For you, evil people are not welcome. He keeps going on. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and the deceitful you, Lord, detest. And then he brings it back to personal again. But I, by your great love, can come into your house in reverence. I bow down toward your holy temple. That is like a powerful statement saying, I'm not any of this because I can walk into your house, but it's only by Christ's great love that I am able to do that. Yeah. And isn't this amazing that he's bringing this up before Christ, right? Right. Uh, But he knows that like, wait, 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 but I, by your great love, can come into your house. Now, God's in, I I think it's probably important for us. And by the way, the word for love here is hased. Um, and, and it's more than just love. It's like loyalty. It's, it's faithfulness. It's goodness and love over the course of time. Um, Mm -hmm. which is, which is, which is an amazing word. I mean, it's just one of those words that we, we, uh, love to, gravitate towards because it's kind of like a more extensive, expansive word of love. But here's yeah. what's so cool is God does hate evil. And and yeah. we, it's hard to use the word God hates something, right? That's a hard phrase to say. We don't like right. to say that because we know God is love. We know yeah. God's love is great. We know God's love is, is there's, you know, there's this has said faithful love that God has. Well, well, you can say how David said it then, you know, God is not pleased with the wicked or with the evil, you know, the arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> David doesn't say hate, but, you know, not pleased and hate it has the same, you know, feeling. Yeah. I mean, he comes down for the end of verse five, right? You hate all who do wrong. 
scorn could be another way to say it. Uh, there's, you know, there's other ways to translate it, but it's like, God does have this, you know, God doesn't, some people say, Oh, well, God is love. He loves everything. Uh, you know, with this kind of like equal, uh, idea and, and so it's all good. It's all good. Everything's fine. Uh, but David's not saying that. Right. And I love the first line's pretty good. Right. You're not pleased with wickedness. God isn't like, yeah, wickedness. That's good. Like you did good. Great. <laughs> right. Pat you on the back. Yeah. You know, God yeah. isn't like, hey, evil people. Um, all these evil people, that's the people that are part of my kingdom. Yeah. Uh, super yeah. arrogant people. Like, yeah, that's great. God loves those arrogant people. Um, you know, people who do wrong, who tell lies, who are bloodthirsty and deceitful. Like, there are <laughs> things that God detests, that God doesn't like. And, and, and the crazy part of this, like you said, verse 7, by God's great love, we're able... David is saying he's able to enter into the presence or towards the presence of God in God's holy temple. That, yeah. that it's a, it's an act of God's love and mercy that we as people who are corrupted, who are messed up, who make mistakes are even able to approach God and to praise him and worship him. So then he asked God to do something, lead me in your righteousness because of my enemies make my way straight make your way straight before me. He's like asking the Lord to guide his path basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's like acknowledging that he can't really trust other people. Verse nine, not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. What a crazy their- line. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. And their tongues tell lies. That's like the power of the voice though. It's like you can like the voice is, powerful you can if you're not careful you can start really spewing st- stuff your your voice your throat can become a grave if you're not careful sounds like some epic death metal yeah yeah death, death <laughs> metal band is an name, open yeah. grave i can't do a good death metal like growl roar thing uh yeah but, <laughs> but i'm sure there's some good lyrics in this psalm for for someone who's in a uh, death metal band but the hope in this passage is like let all who take refuge in you be glad, let them sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. It is amazing that, you know, yes, there are bad people out there who do bad things. Um, and, you know, if you move further on in scripture, we realize that all have sinned. Uh, every one of us, you, me, and everyone listening to this, we've made mistakes, we've sinned, but we trust in God. Um, yeah. We... We trust in God and God does not declare us guilty for our sin because we have trust and faith in his son, Jesus Christ. And that, that's the good news. And that's where we get to sing for joy to God. That's where we get to praise him. And instead of our throats being open graves of, of death or destruction uh, or negative things, we get to turn that into our, our throats uh, being open to praise God. You know, we go from uh, death metal to life metal, Patrick. Death metal to life metal. But it's all death still metal, it's all still metal. metal. That's what matters. It's all, it's all still metal, yeah. <laughs> Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. That's so cool, man. God's we favor like being a shield around us. Uh, take time to, you know, read this psalm alone after you're done listening. And... Uh, see what else stands out to you. This is obviously just what stands out to us and our thoughts. And the way you read this and experience this is different 
um, than the next person, the next, and ours. So take and, a little extra time to open it up. And if any of you want to write a, a life metal song using any of these lyrics, please uh, be sure to share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Thank you for checking out today's Devo, and you will hear us again on Wednesday. Bye, friends. Bye.